Alright, welcome to episode 13 of the Multifarious Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in with us today. We hope you guys are enjoying the stuff that we're putting out. Today we welcome a new guest to the podcast, Denzel Cruz. Denzel is a UK-based PT, originally from the Philippines. Um, extremely strong, has very large triceps, overall just a really cool dude. We we actually, so because of the the way that the Zoom calls are set up, we usually schedule or we record in first and second halves. And so we recorded the first half, which is today's podcast, where we kind of go over his background and we get more deeper into the the application of strength training and lifting for combat sports because Denzel has a background in that. And I mean, I'm not an athlete, but if I were to be an athlete, it would probably be a combat sports athlete because I know slightly more about that than other sports. And so we kind of go into that a little bit in his experience with that kind of training. And so we usually record a second half and then add that and put them together. It's actually the transitions are usually pretty good, uh, very seamless. So you wouldn't know that it was recorded in two different segments. But we hopped on the second segment and Tom tried to trigger me about something. I don't know, he probably asked a question about nihilism. And Denzel was like, oh, I like more existentialism stuff. And I was like, oh, really? And so, yeah, we kind of just went down a rabbit hole with that and forgot to hit record. So maybe in the coming weeks or coming months, we'll actually record an episode about that. And you guys can hear my unfiltered thoughts on such things. But for today, we've just kept it to lifting history, lifting for martial arts, etc. Yeah, it's a shorter episode. So hope you guys enjoy. You can find Denzel on Instagram at Denzel J. Cruz, D-E-N-Z-I-L. J C R U Z and check out his website at www.nitortraining.co.uk. That is the important stuff, and enjoy the episode. Yeah, so what we usually do with new guests is kind of just very brief history of you know <laughs> your lifting history, what kind of got you into training. And I know that yeah. you're involved in combat sports, which is one of my fascinations more than, and like you're one of the few Thank people that we've had on that actually doesn't that. So we definitely want to get into that. But yeah, just basically yeah, yeah. lifting history so far. What's up? How like, I feel like I need to keep it to a certain like PG-13 type thing, or is it just, you know, unfiltered sort of stuff? I do I'll edit out squares the... after. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll minimize, I'll try to avoid this. Yeah, shouldn't be too bad. I just wanted to see how professional I should be, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, regarding the lifting stuff, I started, I guess, when I was like 14. Yeah, um, obviously, started from the insecurities of being an overweight child. Being from a Filipino household, I would get force fed, and I still to this day get force fed. So, <laughs> but it kind of works with the the heavy lifting and stuff now, because before I was just like, now I just eat this. Literally, like back home, we'd have lunch, and then an hour later we go to like a family house, and we just they'd be like, oh, do you want some food? I'm like, yo, we just we just ate, but okay, cool. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, got to like when I was 14, one of my other friends was like in a similar boat and uh, he just sent me this like link of, um, it was one of those, I can't even really describe it, but basically it was one of those really old school um, training program type things, but 
looking back at it now, I feel like it was kind of a scam, but me being 14, I kind of purchased, you know, got into it. But I found a free version anyway. It was, um, I started training with resistance bands in my room, got uh, one of those physio balls as well. And then from there, I don't know, I just wanted to get a six pack basically. That was my dream. That was, that was really the dream. But then I'd fall into like those, oh, get the, get a six pack and like six minute YouTube videos type things. But I don't know, I just continued doing that for like until I was 16 and then didn't realize that none of that would work because all the stuff that I was, you know, consuming was just incorrect information. But, you know, me being young, I'll just keep going along with it. Um, but in terms of like finally going to the gym, uh, we've got a, a gym here, like one of those commercial gyms called The Gym Group. I went when I was 16, signed up for one of, with my, one of my other friends who was 18 at the time. And at the time, this was, um, I can't remember, a couple of years ago when, when I was six, like 10 years ago when I was 16. Signed up, lied about my age because you have to be 18 to join. Um, went there for like during summer holidays for three months. And then at one point I was on the, I remember being the, the cycling machine and this guy must have clocked that I wasn't, I wasn't 18. <laughs> he goes, how old are you? I got so shook. Oh my God. I was like, I'm 18. <laughs> Please believe me. <laughs> Literally after that conversation, he believed me. Well, he, he, he clearly didn't believe me. He left me alone. And then after that, I got off the uh, whatever cardio machine it was. I think, yeah, the cycling machine. And I just cut. I left. I left, never came back. I was like, no, but this is, oh, oops, oops. Um, yeah, I just didn't go back. Uh, trying to, I was trying to find a gym that was allowing 16-year-olds to go in. It was just difficult, though, because I don't know. Around my era, there just wasn't any gyms that allowed 16-year-olds to, to come in. Finally found one, but it was a bit pricey. Um, but during this period anyway, when I was younger, I would be just training very on and off during summer holidays, because obviously I'm at, I'm at school, isn't it? I don't even have a job. I'm just like, oh, because my grandma was living with, uh, living with like, me and my family at the time. I was like, can you pay for, pay for my gym membership, please? <laughs> Obviously, her being a grandma, of course, I'm going to pay for that stuff. But then it came to when I was prop, uh, when I properly started lifting was in college. Yeah, when I was 18, 19. That's when I started like actually going like trying to look into more correct ways of training. Um, but even then, looking back at it, it was still very suboptimal, but it worked. Like that's when I made the most gains. But during that period, it just became so obsessive. Um, I'm sure like a lot of people have been through this thing where it's just, I need to go train like every day sort of thing, you know, and then train for how, however long it has to be. And then when I would go to train, um, if my friends would come and they wouldn't be like, you know, wouldn't be serious. I'd be annoyed. So it kind of got to a point where it was good in terms of uh, gains, but then like it was just seeping negatively into other areas of my life, you know, because um, everything was just revolving around this. And then just, I guess mentally it was bad too, because I just feel super bad if I didn't go gym, if I didn't eat a specific 
so I don't know, food or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's when I started lifting. Up until this point, I guess from 19 around to 20, 22, 23, around then in my early 20s, that's when I started like being a bit more chill because I realized like it's not that deep. <laughs> it's really not that deep. It's just lifting weights. Even nowadays, I'm like, when I'm thinking about the powerlifting meets, I'm like, this is such a weird endeavor. <laughs> Literally just loads of loads of people screaming at this one dude just lifting in a weight. Not that it's bad or anything, because I really love it. I really love the support. But just like when you think about it in this perspective, it's like, this is weird. Humans are weird, <laughs> you know? But yeah, um, I guess that's a, a brief history of my lifting history. And then uh, the combat sports stuff, that's, you know, when your uh, dad's like, oh, do karate, blah, blah, blah. That started when I was younger as well. Um, I actually got to a... I don't know how legit this is but I do have a black belt <laughs> um I can't remember how old it, I was I started I think when I was like 10 10 and then I'm when around 14 that's when I got my black belt but then like when I think about it it's like four years that's a quick that's a quick time to get a black belt I don't know but yeah I don't really like believe that I deserve it but then again i don't believe like yeah yeah that's that's not good today so, but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean obviously it depends on the art like so what was in like was it karate or taekwondo or it was a mix of um martial arts it was basically mma with a gi oh. yeah because um i don't want to put the the guy on blast or whatever like you know the company it was um he was basically like a, what's it, a, a, like a military sergeant for the country that he was from, um, without giving too much information. <laughs> I'm so worried about this. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, moving swiftly well, like on, I have an apparent black belt. <laughs> Regardless, you did some combat training and you're big, so people don't want the smoke. Yes. And this guy who trained you, we I'm a friendly see. guy. We, we can't say... I don't want to disclose any information. No. Just can't <laughs> say who he was, where he's <laughs> from. It's probably covert ops and we'll, it'll find you regardless. Yeah, it's probably, it's like it's probably listening to this now. Jiu-Jitsu master. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, got back into jiu-jitsu actually um, in 2017. So that's when I started like properly doing that kind of stuff as well. It was uh, from a friend who was doing jiu-jitsu before. At this point, actually, I didn't... I don't really know what jiu-jitsu was. I thought it was just, I was thinking more of the Japanese jiu-jitsu stuff because for me, that kind of stuff, I don't really, not care for, but I don't really, let's say, believe in sort of thing. But then when he took me down for a trial session for Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I was like, damn, this is, this is pretty legit. Yeah, I can, I can see this working. Obviously, like, to an extent, but it's, I feel it's more applicable to real life than other martial arts you know like the traditional ones but take that as you will sorry traditional martial artists i am yeah, so, I, so a fan of you guys <laughs> yeah no like there's a there's a lot of cool things that can be learned from more traditional stuff um obviously like in terms of more for fine striking for example like with you know mm -hmm. taekwondo the way that they do their kicks but i find that 
in general, I don't know, I, I feel like everything should have its purpose. And I, I, again, to everyone their own, but, you know, I'm not such a huge fan of, like, if I learn a martial arts because it's legitimately going to protect me, and, you know, like, I don't, I don't I want to waste my time just for, for, for show, just because to me, that's not as good as my time. And for that reason, right, I, I, would, I would, I agree with you, too. Like, I'd stick to the more, you know, the more fundamental arts, so to speak, like BJJ, wrestling, and, like, Muay Thai, for example. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, how did you find BJJ? How long did you, uh, you know, did you do it? Like, are you still continuing, you know, with that? Um, I would, um, I'm actually planning to go back to more combat sports training from Monday. Um, so when I started, it was 2017. During that time, I was on a year out from uh, uni before I did my physio degree. Um, so I thought, okay, I have more time to do some, you know, combat sports stuff. I really did enjoy this when I was younger. I wish I continued it, but let's get back onto it. Um, did that for like a solid year of training like three to four times a week got to a blue belt which was cool but then when I started uni it was just it was very sporadic like the training was just like maybe once twice a month and then obviously during when it was like a Christmas holiday or summer holiday something like that um I'd be more inclined to train more often but yeah it was just very on and off but I do want to get back to more consistent training regarding combat sports at the moment the last time I think I was on the mats was like I can't remember maybe before June before June yeah sometime before my first meet in June because I've just been focusing on like the powerlifting stuff and yeah because when I was trying to mix both powerlifting um, as well as jiu-jitsu it was just I was so drained very drained so I just need to figure out or learn how to combine both of them whilst you know still having energy to live the rest of my life <laughs> so how long have you strictly been sort of focused at what point did your lifting go from sort of fairly recreational to all right I'm now powerlifting style training in with, with sort of the view to go and then do your first meet so when when did that thought process occur? Um, so I currently work uh, part time at Whole Foods Market, and what's it called? During the lockdown last year, I just randomly spoke to one of these guys who had a eight man strong T shirt. I was like, "That's a powerlifting thing." Let me let me chat to this this customer. Got to talking to him. Um, and then, yeah, it turns out he does powerlifting. So I was like, oh, I've always wanted to dabble into powerlifting, you know, try and do a competition just for the experience sort of thing. Turns out um, the gym that he goes to is very close to where I work at Whole Foods Market. Um, so I joined the gym there, spoke to the coach there. And then, yeah, from there, I was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to do a powerlifting competition. <laughs> Literally, it was just that. It was just more curiosity rather than like, I'm going to be powerlifter from now like even now like when I'm uh, at the gym where I work people consider me a powerlifter they call me like oh Denzel's a powerlifter blah 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 and then I'm like I don't think I am I just powerlift like you know what I mean like I just train but in the style of powerlifting um but yeah even yeah even now it's just like I still wouldn't consider myself a powerlifter I just 
do powerlifting competitions <laughs> and powerlift uh, train in a powerlifting style, but I still don't consider myself a powerlifter. <laughs> it's quite funny because you get some guys who will train SPD as their main three, call themselves yeah. a powerlifter for however many years and then never compete just like never compete <laughs> they say like oh i you know i'm an intermediate level like lifter and i i'm a power lifter and then they're just like oh so so like how did your last meet go and then they're like what meet <laughs> yeah what was, so um yeah. so before you started talk, yeah. before you started talking to that guy and sort yeah. of got involved with that gym what were you sbd sort of focused already with your training um I was trying to, again, very just like winging it basically, like trying to consume information, you know, with the West Side stuff, all that stuff. And then just trying to YouTube, like, oh, oh what's <laughs> basically, I Googled, how do you publish? <laughs> and YouTube, all that stuff, you know, literally just winged it. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't going very well until I actually um, started training with, um, and you guys shout out to elevate in richmond if you're ever around the richmond area pop them uh, drop them a, a visit yeah very nice guys yeah so you you have a pretty diverse training background and i always love to ask people who engage in some sort of combat sports how their application of lifting is with in relation to combat sports just because yeah. again like like, you know, obviously there's the idea of sports specificity and lifting for sport. And like, I'm not a sports uh, player by any sort of means. Like, I'm not like, Tom's an athlete. I'm just like, yeah, I pretend like I'm, a, yeah. you know, like sports ball. A, yeah, like play a little bit of very casual sports, you know, in school or whatever. Yeah. But martial arts is the only, I guess you can call it a sport that I would actually like, that I really take a like interest in. Like UFC mm -hmm. is like the only sports promotion that I actually have a vested interest in. Everything else like, yeah, whatever. And so I'm always curious just to see, because obviously, like, you know, people, everyone who lifts, they adopt conversations because of the shape of their sport, or even they're just able to relate their lifting training to their sports experience. And so how have you found, you know, what is the connection between, you know, your lifting and martial arts? And how have you found the two interplay, like, more specifically, just like certain movements, for example, that you found would, you know, enhance her performance on the mat or on a bag or whatever? That, that kind of stuff. So when I started, um, I guess, training more SBT, uh, SBD type stuff, and when I occasionally go back to rolling, I, I just felt my, like, I felt a lot stronger, obviously, but then everyone else would be like, damn, you're not moving. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I don't know. I just really saw that just the foundational stuff, just the SPD stuff really just helped elevate, like increase just my, my base level strength, obviously. But I didn't realize to that extent because I know that most people, like especially like big people, when they go first go into like combat sports type things, they, they're very like, you know, very rough, just try and um, use their brute strength. And that's what I did um, uh, when I first started jujitsu as well. Um, which just ended up wasting a lot of my energy, but I'm probably not answering the question, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just now, like when, even when I'm like minimally 
uh, exerting any force. It's just a lot more in comparison to the other people that I'm rolling up, unless they're like super technical. Like even there's this one guy, oh my gosh. Oh, I tap every like, I, pro I must like tap like 10 times in a minute, but I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's one of the other things that I really like about jujitsu, just the losing aspect of it. Like it, every time I tap, I don't know, I just find myself like laughing and just giggling at myself like, damn, I got, I got beat really badly. But it's just going back into trying again is what I really enjoy about it. Even with like the, what's it called? With the missing some lifts from the power, uh, from the meat. So I got eight for nine. I'm really going on a tangent, sorry. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is what we do here. Hey, you're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I got eight for nine on my last meet. It's just that, that last deadlift. Uh, what's it called? That last deadlift, I felt myself out of position. And then I got off the floor, saw the... I didn't realize how far I got off the floor until I saw the footage afterwards. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was quite like... It was higher than I thought, but still, it just it wouldn't budge, and I realized that during it, I just felt so out of position that I'm not I'm not gonna get this. So I'm just gonna I just literally it was I dashed it on the floor. I was like, nah, screw this, screw this, man. Last one. Um, but even before that, before that third attempt, after my second second attempt at two ten, I got it. Three white lights, and then what's it called? Looked at the white lights, and then went back to the back, and I was like. I, I literally like sighed at the biggest sigh. I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. So tired. I don't know how I'm going to do the next one, man. But I think that's what played into it uh, to me, like failing my third attempt. Because what's it called? I feel if it was on a training day, on a regular training day, I would have got to 220. Um, but where the fatigue just messed my setup because I, uh, I sent the footage to, um, to Dan. He was like, yeah, you're, you're not looking where you're normally looking when you're lift, uh, doing a deadlift. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was just scrolling back and forth like, oh, yeah, I'm looking so much more like forward. But this one, I was just looking down and just that's probably why I just fell out of position. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> no, I think I guess you answered as well, like the idea of the compounds enhancing the strength. And like, it's, it's cool, right? And that's something that yeah. I've struggled with finding like optimal like the best way to get the most out of my training in order to, you know, yeah. help what I do on the, on the mat or whatever. Like I remember, yeah. I have a friend here that I spar with occasionally yeah. and he beats me up every time, despite the fact that he's way lighter than me. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like the last time we had sparred, like before recently, like I was, this is like pre-ish lockdown. So I was probably like, I don't know, like 170, 180 maybe. And so yeah. we sparred recently and now like 210 something which was significantly heavier than before. And so he was like, it was like, it's one of those great compliments. He was like, yeah, man, your jabs are hurting. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Finally hurting. Uh, I like that. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yeah. just overall strength in general. And it's cool. So like another guy that I roll with, he's heavier than me. He's like 6'3 and like 230 something, but he's massive. Damn. And he's, he's a blue belt, but like on the cusp of purple belt, like he's been a blue belt for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. He's, He's and like a beyond skill. He's extremely proficient. Yeah. But not only that, like he's just massive. And yeah. everybody hears the stories about how, you know, like the little guy who knows jujitsu beats the big guy who doesn't know anything. Mm, when the mm. big guy knows jujitsu, that's terrifying yeah, yeah. because <laughs> there's on, just man. there's Game so on. many. <laughs> it's 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 horrifying. It's just it's so scary. 
and so but like that's something that i'm just i i'm i'm it's a, it's a source of, of of you know awe for me because like he's not a super proficient lifter like he's he's done it before but he hasn't like you know stayed with it for, for a super long time because he's like he studied in mm. Mauritania and places like that so he hasn't had access to gyms you know mm. forever but he's like he's bigger than me he's heavier than me um but in terms of like lifting i you know i have more skill in the power lifts but it makes me wonder like if i got his deadlift up and like he like barely deadlifts and deadlifts probably like as mm. much as i do so like if i really hammer that with him like he already has such a like an innate farmer strength or just man to man strength like how much more could i enhance that with like just doubling down on you know trap bar deals or whatever you know and so i think that's that's cool yeah that reminds me of um what's it called when people are talking about um if, for example you're saying like be uh, a big person versus someone who's like super skilled obviously like if you equate either strength or the technique level it's just going to vary the result right like if you're equal in strength and the person then obviously the person with more techniques is going to win but then like kind of vice versa too like if the techniques um equal then the person who's stronger is going to win right that's why whenever people are like oh technique over strength blah 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 it's like no that's wrong <laughs> basically because you're just completely forgetting about you know the other aspect of things um but at the moment i am trying to because the, the i guess the path that i want to go down is becoming a strength coach for combat sports so basically this like first stage um of like PTing and coaching and stuff so i've started um i only started PTing since april when gyms reopened in the uk um so i'm just taking these this first like year or so however long it is literally just this whole beginning period just to build my reps up in coaching with gen pop but also trying to find opportunities to train combat sports athletes i've got i've recently signed up a uh jiu-jitsu athlete recently uh for online coaching so using him as an experiment <laughs> to see how i can better his um better his jiu-jitsu because he's a uh, really skilled he just wants to improve his mobility and like his overall strength and stuff like that but yeah definitely um the end goal for now anyway it might change but this is something i do want to get into more strength coaching for uh combat sports so i'm at the moment just trying to learn from everywhere how to best increase those skills so i can you know provide a good service for the individuals that i want to provide a service for so just taking bits and bobs from everywhere um trying anyway so is that it? so that that's then so for your business at the moment night or am i saying that right night or training yeah. <laughs> need to what is it everyone says night or but i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. need to training need to training so is that that's that's then the goal for that is for it to become yeah. strength coaching for combat sports yeah 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 um is that sort of with a goal to look for any combat sport athletes or will it be sort of biased towards bjj seeing that that's at the um, moment, more of your wheelhouse at the moment i'm more comfortable with training uh bjj athletes just because i know that's like the the requirements of that sport a bit more however with the gym that i'm going to now where i've where i started powerlifting they also offer um 
uh, combat, other combat sports such as boxing, kickboxing, wrestling as well. So I'm going to basically dive into that world. One, because I like combat sports, but two, just to, you know, learn what I need to be able to provide a service for, if that makes sense. You know, not just for um, the athletes, but also myself. But, yeah. So was there anything wanted... sort of outside of just general, the general strength you developed from SBD? Was there mm. any sort of other movements that aren't necessarily commonplace in most strength programs that you could have maybe, like that were maybe a bit more strength, uh, uh, sorry, um, combat sport specific in terms of like your movements? Because you do see like a lot of people online, they coming up with, with all these weird and wacky movements. <laughs> Go on. <that> <laughs> yeah. And um i was just wondering if there's anything like that that you sort of sort of dosed into your training to be fair yeah in the earlier stages as well as like before (laughs) prescript i was i i guess i would put myself in that kind of uh bracket where i'd just be you know trying to strengthen those movements basically doing movements that you see in the sport but loaded but then obviously learning more from the prescript guys, it's just like, like, why you're already doing, obviously you're already doing the thing in the thing that you're doing. So just, you know, do other things to increase that other thing that you're trying to do. Um, but even now I'm still just trying to learn how to, like I said, I'm just trying to learn how to best um, improve training, not just for, you know, cause powerlifting is very just, yeah, you just do the SVD, but, what's it called with all my sports it's a lot more dynamic and like yeah i'm just you know connor harris all that stuff is all like the breathing it's like pelvic mechanics literally i'm just trying to um take in as much information but trying to be more aware of like if it's actually applicable or not does that make sense like obviously a younger version of me would see like joel's can I can I say his name? <laughs> yeah. We, All right. Joel Seaman stuff. A younger boy. <laughs> okay. Cool. A younger version of me would have been like, "Yo, this guy is sick. I want to do that. You know, do all this stuff." But now I'm just, I guess, when I've learned a bit more, I can kind of filter out and it looks like not great stuff to the great stuff. Sorry, Joel Seaman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So at the moment, are you do you have full autonomy over your training or have you got a coach that's helping you at the moment? At the moment, um, shouts out to Chad Wesley Smith. I'm using his Jugged AI app. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I remember on... when we were at King's. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you whipped, out, whipped out that bad boy. Boom. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I'm still not in the financial position that I would like to be in regarding uh, just all the stuff that I want to invest in myself with. Because I do want to get, you know, a human coach, <laughs> not just an AI coach. Um, uh, but yeah, not at the moment. I'm just using a juggernaut AI. But because I have finished my last meet. I will try to do 
until I can get to the point where I can afford a coat. Yeah. Well, I mean, until then, that's one of the great things about the Technique Lab chat that I'm going to add you to because, like, everyone looks at it and they're like, oh, you know, cool technique, improve my technique. I'm like, free coaches, I'm just stealing their time and I do not care. <laughs> I've just shamelessly stolen their their advice and their uh, <laughs> literally <alcohol>. like <laughs> uh, literally like shouts out to Dan like I love you Dan thank you so much I was just chucking my videos at him I'm like what do I do <laughs> he's like do this I'm like oh literally from what's it called when last time we met at Kingscom like from there uh, when he's fixed up like my my deadlift and some of the other stuff like my squat and, uh, eventually, I asked him how to basically how to, how do I bench properly. <laughs> um, from the advice that he gave, that's what that's how, um, I feel like it's definitely just helped me get the numbers that I got um, on Wednesday. So thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, even though you're saying like, obviously you've used the Juggernaut AI app, which would give you some guidance, but also having been involved with Prescript and having all these sort of great coaches that you can now call on as friends to at your disposal. <laughs> it's like you can pretty much get mm. most of what a, a coach could offer you, but just from having those friendly connections. And also at the same time with growing your own knowledge of strength sport, uh, strength training for combat sports is you've got yourself as well that you can play around like an experiment with training with. So you, you know, say like, can't actually get a coach now but you mm. have the, you're in a position where you can still develop a lot and I think that's that's a takeaway for a lot of lifters as well it's like you don't need to have a coach to make progress because at some stage we're mm. all going to go through some yeah. sort of trial and error process and at the end of the day if you can make mm. some good connections and shoot someone a lifting video you know you don't need something like the technique lab necessarily but obviously it is a means that really helps out a great deal of people in the prescript space yeah no of course i'm very like honestly super grateful super grateful for like all the connections i've made through prescript i didn't realize like i'd be on this <laughs> be talking to you guys no but still it's cool it's cool so yeah. thank you yeah i should have started yeah. out with that actually like thank you for even like asking me to be on it when I oh, saw man. this message, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I was man, actually so giddy. So thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for coming. Well, yeah, guys, like... I'm going to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for coming. Guys. And yeah, like, the community is the best part. And like, you know, all jokes aside, I obviously, I really appreciate yeah. all the time that like, I like people invested in me. Like, you know, I, I know I'm still very early in it. I'm also trying to build my way up and like, I haven't done much in the way of paying those people back for like the you know hours of advice that they've spent you know, yelling at me to stop simple doing simple things um but yeah it's just it's uh it's great and um like there's even one guy i think in uh, ireland uh austin they actually like kind of semi-peaked him in like because he didn't meet and so like he had a coach that he was i think working with but yeah like he'd be sending his videos every week like building into the competition mm -hmm. and there were always things that he could take away and like you know, we actually like they made a bunch of adjustments for him. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know, had his meat going very well. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of stuff we can get from that. Yeah.
All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Multifarious Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share, tag us on Instagram, that whole thing, at the Multifarious Podcast. Tag whoever the guest was. And tag myself and Tom, at Saluji underscore A, and T.M.Henderson. Thank you again for the listen, and please enjoy the rest of your day.